Hey everybody, so today is one year of baby Thomas. He is officially a one-year-old. Um, I'm not sure exactly, let's see, March 25th is when this comes out, so he'll be almost a one-year-old. It's so wild to think that I have a one-year-old. It still doesn't feel real to me. Um, people ask that when I was pregnant, people ask that after I had him, people have still asked that all throughout the year and it still doesn't feel real to me it still feels a little bit like I've borrowed someone's kid or like I'm renting him or something I don't know how to explain that and I honestly I was talking to a friend about it um at some point about just like this idea of like feeling like you're never going to be able to have your own kid and also this like you constantly taking care of other people's kid and your career kids uh, and um like melding of that and like what that does to your brain and like I think it's really ruined my brain like I think it really has done something to me because I still I know that he's mine like I say like all day long I'm like do you want mama to blah 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 like I know that he's mine like he's mine he feels like my kid like he is my son I love him so much but like there's still some sort of mental block that like does not like compute in my brain that he's mine and like we are a family and like he is always going to be related to me and never not be and like that's just so weird and I don't know why I can't like get through that wall but I can't um so it's still a little bit hard and it still feels a little bit like this isn't my life and I don't know like I don't know it feels like it's gonna like vanish someday which is a little sad and not the tone I was meaning to start with. And Molly's snoring so loudly in the background. Um, I already recorded this once and it was like three hours long or something. So I'm going to try to be more concise with my thoughts, even though I'm not really good at doing that. Um, and I don't want to forget anything, but I also have already talked about this. So hopefully I won't forget about anything anyway. I don't know. Um, but yeah, we have had a wild year it has been so weird it is like simultaneously like he's been here forever and also like he was born two days ago it's it's just like I think probably what it is for all parents um and we love him so so much he is the sweetest like he's such a ham sandwich he loves to just like be the center of attention he like will happily play by himself but like wants to know that you're like watching what he's doing which is going to be really great when he's in the stage of like mom look at this mom watch me mom like he's constantly gonna want like someone to watch him which is so annoying he loves to like watch himself he's like such a little narcissist like he wants to watch himself on videos and things if I'm showing Tommy a video of him he's just like like gotta be like right up on the screen like he likes to FaceTime and he's like right up in the screen looking at his own face which is what everyone does but it's so funny um he is so like silly and goofy and happy he's honestly I have watched so many babies throughout the course of my life and he is the most chill like the most happy like he is so happy all of the time um he has his moments obviously like he is a person (laughs) um but for the most part, he's so happy. He gets frustrated and he likes doesn't, you know, when something's not working out for him or he obviously has like meltdowns for the end of the day because we have pretty long days. We get home pretty late from work um, and he, you know, if he's tired or something or if he's hungry, you know, obviously those kinds of things. But like overall, like he is a pretty happy dude. Like he's just pretty constantly happy and he falls a lot. He falls down a lot and he pretty much gets back up. There are some times where he hurts himself and he's hurt and he's crying, but he gets over it pretty quickly. He fell down the stairs and um, he 
uh, cried for like a minute, maybe like he, you know, he cried it all out. He was scared. He, you know, felt comforted and he was like, okay, all right. And then was right back up the stairs. Um, and he, you know, like different things have happened or whatever. And he's cried, but for the most part, he's just so chill, so happy, so good. He's so good. And I love him so much. And it's just like, I feel so spoiled. Like I feel, I, I think I mentioned at some point, but it's literally like Christmas, like every day of just being like excited to wake up and see what new thing he's doing. Um, we also are very much like in the now, like we are so happy with him who he is today. He's like way cooler now than he was when he was like a baby or when he was three months old or six months old or whatever like we just really love him as he is now um and I think like my favorite age is always going to be like whatever age he is like right then and um he's just it's just been really fun and really hard and really interesting and really weird and um you know, really great and all of the things at once. Um, so I just wanted to, there are some like things that I have, you know, learned or picked up or whatever, like mom hacks to talk about. I want to talk about like products and things. And then I want to talk about baby led weaning because that's, I think like my biggest, like mom hill to die on, I think is probably baby led weaning. So I want to talk about that a little bit. Um, but yeah, let's get into it. So I'm going to try to go in some sort of rhythm here, but if I end up talking about a product when I'm talking about a hack, just ignore me and let me do my thing. Um, I also low-key, like, we'll talk about our journey a little bit, but not really. Um, for example, uh, when he was first born, we ended up doing sleep shifts, which I think worked out really well. I saw it on TikTok, um, something about, like, the mom went to sleep at 6 o'clock at night and woke up at midnight and so she got six hours of sleep and then her husband went to sleep at midnight and woke up at six o'clock and he got six hours of sleep um and so we started that sort of um where I was trying to go to bed as early as possible but like I am a night owl through and through so it was really hard to go to sleep before like eight so I would try to go to sleep around like eight o'clock and then I was waking up at like, I want to say like two o'clock probably. And I was staying up with him for the rest of the time. My husband was going to bed at like two o'clock in the morning and then getting up and going to work. And so that quickly shifted because he had to get up and go to work. Um, and I was finding it hard to be up from two o'clock in the morning all the way through the rest of the day, basically. So we ended up switching where I would go to bed and I would wake up probably around like midnight and I would relieve him. He would go to bed. I honestly think it was 8, 9, 10. I think I honestly got up at like 11. It was like 11 or 12. And he would go to bed. And then he would sleep all the way until like 6 or 7 in the morning, I think. And then he would get up and be with him for like an hour. And then I would get up and then he would go to work. Um, so I think that really helped us. Like I would get to have a couple hours of sleep. And then my husband would get to have like a long stretch of sleep. And then I would get like an extra little like nap where I didn't have to worry about it in the morning. And then my husband would get to have time with him in the morning because he was like kind of a devil at night. And so it was nice for my husband to have like cuddle time with him in the morning. And like he'd just drink his coffee and watch the news and like kind of get ready for work but kind of just hang out. Um, and that ended up really working for us. I slept constantly. I was like 
totally going to keep him on a schedule. I was totally going to keep him like in his crib. He was going to take all, all of his naps in there, blah, 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 whatever. And that went out the window like right away. Like I just really liked sleeping with him. I liked snuggling him. I liked cuddling him. And that's just what I wanted to do. Um, we have known from the beginning, like we are only having one child. We are not doing this ever again. So it's something that I didn't want to miss out on. And I didn't like, I'm literally never going to regret that I like slept with him, that I had naps with him, that we co-sleeped, that he co-napped, that he, like, contact napped, whatever. I, I can't get the words out. Um, I will never regret doing that, but I absolutely would regret not doing that. So I feel happy and fine that that happened. And for the most part, I think our schedule ended up working out. Like, Tommy ended up getting, like, you know, seven, eight hours of sleep every night, which was helpful for him. I don't know that it was, like, sound sleep all the time. Obviously, he, there were a couple times he got woken up in the middle of the night because we had some major blowout or something. But um, he got, like, a decent stretch of, stretch of sleep, which was crucial because he had to go to work, and I didn't. Um, and then you just literally don't need sleep when you have a baby, I feel like. I feel like your body just knows, like, you have to be you sacrifice your sleep. So getting just like a couple hours of sleep and I was like ready to go again. Um, and then getting that little like nap in the morning before it was like us all day alone really, really helped just like my mental state. I think it just helped. It felt like I was cheating. It felt like I got like a little quick nap in. Um, and then obviously eventually it, it, switched over to he slept a little bit better and it was just me getting up for his bottles and things. And, um, I felt like that really helped, um, because, you know, obviously I was getting sleep and then it made sense to me again, he, my husband needed to be getting good sleep. My husband had to go to work. So it was easy for me to go. Like I started being able to go to bed later and I didn't need him to stay up with him. And then I got to stay up with my husband and then, um, go to bed and then get normal, like stretches of sleep in between his bottles and things like that. And so that ended up being great when he, you know, started sleeping a little bit better. Um, but in the beginning, his days and nights were flipped, which apparently happens all the time. There are so many things I feel like people don't tell you when you have a baby, and that would have been really nice to know. Um, so if that's happening to you and you're a new parent, then welcome. I'm so sorry. Uh, get yourself a good TV show or something that will keep you entertained at 3 o'clock in the morning like I did. And um, power on. All the snacks, all the fun things, you know, just you do you. So um, that ended up working. This, this, the, the shifts ended up working. Um, and getting him to sleep. So he at first was sleeping in his bassinet at night and we found that putting a heating pad in there helped. Um, you obviously don't leave the heating pad in there with the baby. Um, and we just did it on like a low or medium setting to just like warm up his bed because he's like super warm and snuggly when you're holding him and then you're putting him in this like cold empty bed and, um, you know, obviously that's a little jarring. So heating up the bed a little bit would like help him like stay asleep. Um, we obviously would like touch it before to make sure it wasn't like really hot. It was just like warm, comfortable. Um, and then we would put him in and that would help him sleep. And then we stopped doing that. I think around like three months maybe, um, because he started to three or four maybe because he started to like wake up when that temperature faded and it was like another jarring sort of temperature change so he 
stopped sleeping and that stopped being a hack and helpful. But for a while, I do think it really worked. Like we used it, I want to say consistently, we used it for like a month maybe, if not a little bit longer. And I think it was definitely very helpful. Um, so, and then at one point, you know, I, Tommy was out of town and he was like not feeling good, I think. Um, and I just needed sleep. And so I just like put him in bed with me and then I kept trying and I felt like as long as I was trying, that's all that I needed. Like I, I just needed to know that I was trying. So I would try, he would have a bottle and then I would try to put him back in his bassinet. And if he like fought it or if he woke up or whatever, I was like, okay, we tried this time. We'll try again. And I just kept trying to put him in and it just like slowly stopped. Like he would sleep sometimes and then not others. And then I just got to the point where he would only sleep if he was in bed. Um, and I don't, I don't recommend it. I think this, the safety things are ever changing. Um, I think like there's even new information that's just come out recently that I saw people talking about on TikTok that things have changed again. The CDC is always changing guidelines and things. Um, but I, I'm not, I definitely don't recommend co-sleeping or bed sharing or whatever. I don't like, I'm not like saying you should do this. I'm saying you should do what works for you. Like period. Um, I was, adamant that he was not going to sleep in our bed and he was going to sleep in his bassinet and then at four months that we were going to put him in the crib and that's not what happened and I think that it was just important for my mental health that I got sleep um I knew that was going to be a big thing in general I can deal with not having time for myself I can deal with not having um you know, I can deal with a lot of things. I can't deal with not sleeping. And, um, I knew that that was going to be a pretty big thing. And it's just, it just ended up being how it went down, how it worked for us. Um, I didn't know all about the sleep seven. Um, when I was doing it, I learned it as I was going, which thankfully, like I'm not a drinker. I'm not a smoker. I'm not any, anything like that. So that was never a concern. Um, I wasn't breastfeeding, but I maintain that you, you know, your baby, um, when you're breastfeeding, it's safer because supposedly your body is like more in tune with your baby. I feel like I was very in tune with him. So I don't feel any sort of way, like, because I wasn't breastfeeding that we didn't have that bond. Um, and I slept with him in the crook of my arm and I slept with my arm in such a way that I would have had to like break my arm to roll over on him. Like I slept with my arm up and back like really high. Um, it's really hard to explain this, like not, you know, on a video sort of situation, but like my arm was hiked up above my head, like my arm was flat parallel next to me, obviously, but it was hiked back so that my arm was at this like weird angle that I would have had to literally like break my shoulder to like roll over onto him. And he just like slept in that little space in between my arm and my body and it worked perfectly. Um, and that is how we dealt with sleep for a good couple months, I would say. Um, it did mean that I had to go to bed when he went to bed and that sucked. Um, we a couple times were able to like watch movies and things and whatever, but on a whole, like it pretty much killed like our life for a little while because I was just going to bed with him. Um, but it ended up working and, um, 
Tommy was very patient. He did not pressure me. He did not make me feel like, why is there a baby in our bed? Like, he was very, very calm about it. Um, he was like, you know, it's no big deal, but, like, what is the plan? Like, you know, do we have a plan? Is this a forever thing? Like, just curious, you know, whatever. Um, and I was adamant he always loved sleeping on our chest. Like, he liked to be on his stomach. Um, and so I was adamant that when he was rolling and really confident, that he could roll well. I was adamant that I thought that he would be okay with sleeping on his stomach and I thought that that would be a way that he would enjoy sleeping and I was right. Um, so we moved into our house and I was, I didn't want to start it. I didn't want to do it before we moved. I didn't want to try to change something and then change something again. So I was like, let's wait until we move. Let's wait until, you know, he's confidently rolling both ways um and then I kind of wanted to wait until he was like about six months and I think he was five months when I felt like he was like rolling really well and whatever and obviously you put them on their back and they roll to their their stomach you're not supposed to like set them on their stomach um back is best but some babies just you know sleep better on their stomachs I sleep better on my stomach so um he we put him in there and um he I think I I could tell he was ready he was fidgeting a lot and he didn't it didn't feel like he had enough space which he doesn't we sleep in a in a full we don't even sleep in a queen size bed we sleep in a full we downgraded because we like to sleep like little sardines together like we like to be close um and our queen was too big for us so we got a full um but then obviously now having a baby it's like well, we don't have enough space. So I think he was like stretching for space and his bed is, you know, it's a crib. It's big. He's got a lot of room. Um, so I think that that worked out better for him. We did have to do a little bit of crying it out. Um, and that was not great for me. Um, I, so he hates the car seat. He has always hated the car seat from day one. I've never had a child that hates the car seat like this child. Um, I've never had a child hate the car seat ever. And he just screamed bloody murder in the car. And it was debilitating and it felt like my skin was going to melt off my body. I felt like I was like rising out of my body. Like my cortisol levels were going haywire. Like I was like not okay. Um, I don't have anxiety and I was so anxious and it has made me a freak in the car because of it. Like if there's ever the slightest bit of traffic, I cannot breathe. Like I freak out. Um, He just, he hates it. He is a lot better now thanks to you know, time, age, a lot of things. Um, but he cries in the car and I did a lot of like looking into if they are hurt and like whatever. I had a lot of people that had to convince me like it is okay. It's not affecting their cortisol levels at all. Like they're fine. He's fine. He's okay. He's fine. He's just unhappy. Um, and doctors and things had to like confirm with me, like he is okay. So I know that, um, from crying it out in their bed that it's not hurting them. Um, but it's still, it was very, very difficult. I think we did some sort of version of like the Ferber method. I didn't do it the way that they do it. There's certain time increments that you're supposed to do it. Um, there's many different ways that you can do sleep training or whatever you can, you know, sit in their room and then like scoot further and further away from their bed. You can, you know, there's lots of things that you can do. What I chose to do was we would, I would try to get him to where he was pretty much asleep. Um, a lot of people say that you're supposed to put them in drowsy. I didn't do that. I just tried to get him to sleep and then put him in um, because I am a nanny and my, you know, drop game is pretty good. So I tried to get him to mostly asleep and then a lot of times he would wake up 
and he would cry and I would like pat him, comfort him, love him and then I would leave and I would wait for five minutes and then I would go back in and then I would do the same thing. I would comfort him and whatever and then I would go back out and I would wait for 10 minutes and then I would do the same thing and then I would go and I would wait for 15 minutes and it never got to a point where I had to go in at 15 minutes. He always figured it out by then so it was like five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes. It wasn't like 5, 10, 15, whatever that math is altogether. Um, but it definitely would take a little bit of time. Um, we never got to 15, so I never had to go past that. Um, but it was very hard. I cried every single night. And Tommy had to convince me, like, it's okay. You're okay. He's okay. I'm literally, like, literally on the other side of the wall from him. I'm just, like, staring at the screen, like, watching him. Like, I'm, like, sobbing, like, staring at my phone, like, timing it out, like, I would not let one minute go past. Like I was like super, super not okay. Um, but it ended up being like, it was very, very hard. It was very difficult, but it ended up being so good because he sleeps so good in his bed. He is such a good sleeper. Um, he has obviously had stretches where he was woken up or whatever, um, you know, sleep regressions and things like that, where he wasn't sleeping as good when he was, you know, working on a new skill. He obviously wasn't sleeping good, um, things like that. But like for the most part, he's a very solid sleeper. And now what we do is we, um, we do like his nighttime bottle which is about to go away, but his nighttime, whatever. Um, and we read a book. We were working on Winnie the Pooh and then Sherlock Holmes. Now we're reading Peter Pan. Um, so we just like read a little bit every night and we like do our prayers and we just like snuggle all together. And sometimes we're silly and sometimes he's just ready to go to bed and whatever. Um, and we just kind of lay there. And honestly, like my husband and I both work and we're both tired when we get home. And, um, it's nice for us to just like lay there and veg and like usually we're scrolling on our phones like TikTok, he's scrolling on Reddit, whatever, but we're just like laying in bed together, all three of us and Thomas is between us usually and he just falls asleep and then I carry him to his bed and I put him in his bed and he sleeps in his bed for the rest of the night and that's what we do and we do it every single night and I love it and it works for our family and I will do it until he doesn't want to do it anymore. Um, there are some nights where he's like really fidgety and like restless and he's like not falling asleep like tonight for example same thing and I go and I just put him in bed and he's like wide awake or not wide awake but like he's awake and he just like kind of lays there until he's ready to go to sleep and I think sometimes the reason is because he does sleep on his stomach so he's just like wants to be on his stomach and curl up and go to sleep and he can't because he's laying with us and so he's like laying in between us on his back and I think he's just like not comfortable and is ready to just go to bed and he just goes in there and goes to bed and it's no big whoop and I, there were a couple times like he didn't feel good when we first started it that I was like, you know, I'm going to give myself grace and like if he needs to come back into bed with us, then that's what we'll do. Um, he at the time was doing, he had like three bottles. He had like a, what time did he have? He had like a midnight bottle. I think he had like an eight o'clock bottle, a midnight bottle. What, what, what time did he have? Cause he had like a, I guess he had a midnight bottle and a four o'clock bottle. I guess he would have a bottle before bed and then he would have a midnight bottle and he would have a four o'clock bottle. And so his midnight bottle, I would put him back again. And then that one, he was usually fine because he was like pretty much still asleep. 
And then his four o'clock bottle, I was like, I'm keeping him because I still wanted to snuggle him. So I kept him for the four o'clock bottle. And this is something that I think is important. And obviously not everyone can do this because of, you know, I don't know, I guess like jobs and things like that. So it's like a luxury that I was able to do this because, you know, I don't have to worry about waking up and going to work in the morning straight away. Um, But I still maintain that I would do this even if I didn't have to get up, even if I did have to get up in the morning. Um, I let him wean himself off of his bottles. I let him decide like when he was done with like waking up and things. So I still set alarms and woke up at midnight for him to have a bottle. And I still set an alarm for four o'clock to let him have a bottle. And I still like did those things because I didn't want him to not have something if he needed it. And so eventually I slowly started to not set it and just kind of wait for him. And he was still waking up twice. Sometimes it was at like 11 o'clock. Sometimes it was at one o'clock. Sometimes it was at five o'clock. Like his times all kind of shifted, but I still, I went from me setting alarms to letting him wake up and just like go off of vibes like whenever he wanted to wake up that was when I fed him um so I would still feed him twice and then he slowly started just waking up once he would wake up at whatever fucking time in the middle of the night and I would feed him but he was he started to only wake up once and then eventually like I just woke up one day and realized he didn't wake up and he just you know all of a sudden just decided he didn't need to eat in the middle of the night anymore and that was that so it just like he slowly weaned himself like it it went from me regimenting and waking up specifically at certain times to me letting him do it to him dropping one of them to him dropping both of them and then just sleeping through the night and it was so glorious when I woke up and I was like oh my god he did not wake up in the middle of the night and he stuck with it and I just have, I've kind of taken his lead with all of it. Like even with his bottles, I'm like sort like slowly weaning him off of his bottles because he's about to be one. And it's been the same thing. Like when I can just tell, like he's just, he's not interested in this bottle anymore. Like it's not serving him. There's no purpose for it. Then we're just going to take it out. And we've just slowly dropped down to two bottles. We have a morning bottle and we have a night bottle. And I thought that we were going to drop the morning and the night like we would drop the morning one and then eventually we would drop the night one and like it would kind of go boom, boom, boom like that. I think it honestly might be more of a situation where we drop the amount of the bottles and then just eventually don't have bottles anymore because he still is interested in the bottles. Um, he still is kind of whining for them when it's time. Um, he's been having a bottle before his first nap in the morning. And that's been good at like soothing him to sleep. And then he's been having a bottle before bed every night. But I've noticed the last couple of days that he's been not finishing the bottles he's left a couple of ounces in there and so I know that he's getting to a point where he doesn't really need as much anymore it's more of a comfort thing and so I think like the amount is just going to decrease and he's just going to drop those off eventually and that's how it's going to go versus dropping down from two bottles to one bottle and then from one bottle to no bottles so anyways um that is a lot of sleep information But as a whole, I'm very happy. And obviously, like, sleep is something that everybody struggles with. And it's something that nobody can get right. And it's something that they write all these books about. And that's why there are so many books and so many, like, ideas and things that you should try. Because it's hard. It's really fucking hard. And it's hard to function without sleep. So imagine a little person trying to function without sleep. Imagine you trying to function without sleep and still being the best version of yourself for them. It's just really hard. Um, So I don't necessarily recommend you know, 
co-sleeping or sleep training or anything I just recommend doing what works best for you and your family but I do think it's very important for you to get sleep it's important for your child to get sleep safely and it's not going to hurt them if you let them cry a little bit um I don't recommend you letting them cry forever and ever amen but I do think that it is okay to teach them to go to sleep. Um, so do with that what you will. Um, it was very hard though. And so like I totally understand if it's something that you can't do. Because I cried every single night until I figured it out. And it didn't take long. I want to say it took less than a week. I think it took like two weeks of me being super consistent about it. But I think it took less than a week is the amount of time that he like really like struggled um and everybody's different I think that a couple people I've talked to got it done in like three days or like a weekend things like that um uh but it was just consistency and being very comforting and very graceful on myself and on him anyways um more mom hacks so um when their noses are really small when they're babies and they have boogers it's really hard to get their boogers out I am not a nose Frida mom bitch I will not suck his boogers out with my mouth um but the bulb doesn't always fit because their nose is so tiny and so I just would squeeze his little nostril like a pimple like I would just push his nostril and like squeeze the booger out and that's really gross but that's what I would do and I really recommend it like I just felt like I was like such a genius that I just like would like shoop and I would just like press down on his little nostril and it would pop out whatever I don't know. I still do that to them sometimes if he has a booger and he's being a shit and I can't get it out. Um, I would sit him in the sink uh, after dinner sometimes to like hose him off basically. Um, Obviously, that only works when they're small enough to do so. I could probably – actually, that's a lie. We have a – we have two, like a double sink, but um, it's not very big and I could probably still do that. So, you know, whatever. Um, And then – I would then carry him, you know, to the bathtub after that and actually give him a bath. Um, Let them wean themselves at night. I already talked about. um, I really strongly recommend that. I think that's the best. Uh, People are always like, when should I? And I know that that's hard, I guess, if your baby's waking up like a ton to eat. But I really do think that that's like the best for them is like let them figure it out. Um, And obviously, I think if it's like a comfort feed – then I think if you – so what the doctor told us when he had his days and nights mixed up was to make night really boring and make day really fun. So make his feeds – if it's just a comfort feed and he – like they're – I say he. If they're, it's just a comfort feed and they're not into it or they're not – they don't really need it. It's just like they're waking up out of boredom or whatever. Then make – the night feed or the comfort feed that you're trying to drop just make it fucking suck like make it really stupid and boring and obnoxious and short and not great and then make the rest of the feeds like really like purposeful and comfortable and I don't know I don't know how to explain that but that's just my opinion um so I put his lotion on when we get dressed every day instead of after his bath and I don't know the mechanics of the lotion bath moisture situation um if you're supposed to 
put it on when you're wet because it absorbs it better. I don't know. But I know that he didn't love being wet after his bath. He didn't love being cold. And then also having to put lotion on. He just like did not enjoy it. Um, so I was like, fuck it. It's like one less step. I'm not going to do it. He hates getting his diaper changed. He is a wild animal and needs to be going at all times. He does not like to be on his back. So diaper changes are awful and getting him dressed is awful, um, when he's laying on his back. So the faster I can get him done on the changing table, the faster we can get on with our lives. So I don't put his lotion on after his bath. I put his lotion on when I get him dressed in the morning, which is not really morning anymore. It's like afternoon. Um, and it's just like a part of our, you know, routine. He knows he doesn't love it, but he knows like I let him fuck around. Um, that's something that I do when he is getting a diaper change too, is I have a little bin that has like nose bulbs and different medicine type things, sort of like saline drops and stuff. Um, and like thermometers and just like brushes odds and ends um and I just like give him something out of there to play with while I'm changing his diaper or when I'm putting his lotion on I just pull the whole basket down and we just sit on the floor and he fucks around in the basket and I put his lotion on and get him dressed and that's just like what we do so that's just what I recommend also he has like eczema and a lot of issues with his skin which maybe would be helpful for me to put his lotion on after his bath but this is just what works for us. Um, changing a pad versus a changing table. You don't need a changing table. You don't. You do not need a changing table. Um, just get a dresser and put all of their clothes in a dresser and get a changing pad and throw it on top of the dresser and bing, bang, boom, there you go. Um, I thought I wouldn't use a changing table in general just because I always change diapers on the floor. Um, obviously, that's what I was doing at other people's homes. I don't know why I say obviously. That's just what I was doing at other people's homes because I was constantly more in like the living room or the playroom with a baby versus upstairs or in their rooms or whatever. Um, in this situation, we always change his diaper on his changing table pretty much. Um, I've never, I don't just like sit on the floor. I guess that's just because we have a small house and all of his stuff is in there. And so that's just works what works for us. But um, a changing pad is the way to go 100% of the time. You do not need a changing table. It's a scam. Um, also these are like random things I saw on TikTok, but you should get the same coming home outfit in a one-year-old size. So you can have like a really cute picture. Like this is what they came home in and this is what they, um, wore. Like you can see like a comparison like that. I think that's really cute. Um, we did not get to do that. And his coming home outfit, I think we don't even really have a picture of him in because he was not having it that day. So it's fine. Um, and then I also have the happy song. This has been a lifesaver. So I wish I would have like known about it sooner or used it sooner or whatever. But um, there's this song called the happy song. I don't know who it's by, but if you um, search for it on iTunes or whatever, like it's there. It's like the first thing that pops up. It's like Imogene something or something. I don't know. Um, and it's just like a regular song. It's not really, it's not like a super little kid song. Like there's definitely like little elements that of like sounds and things like roars and like train sounds and like whatever like in the background. Um, but on like the whole, it's just like a regular song. 
but like the cadence of the song it's just like really like child friendly there's like baby crack in it or something um there's like a baby that giggles at the beginning of the song and so Thomas like whatever but he could be screaming in the car and I put this song on and he stops automatically every time it is like magic it's so weird um I've used it a couple times um in the car I've used it a couple times out of the car and it's just it's just really been fucking magic so I really recommend that song keep it in your arsenal dude having a baby that cries in the car has been next level fucking weird like I don't know it's been my penance for sure um I also added things on here so um we store a bunch of stuff under the crib like basically his toys a lot of his toys we store under the crib um he has a water mat and I've seen so it's so funny because I saw somebody on TikTok post about a water mat and then the comments were like where do you store this and everybody in the comments was like or I guess the video was like where do you store the water mat because it's like so it's like awkward because it's full of water and it's like you can't like put it away anywhere it's like what do you do with this and every single person in the comments was like under the crib that is where our water mat is um that is where we have like a bin that has toys we have a bin that has um books we have like a puzzle that's under there um whatever and I can just like slide them in and out and he can pretty much slide them in and out um and it's just like a great place to put things and it's really I love it um and just in general, like bins, we have bins. I registered for two sets of these white bins, and then we actually got an additional set of white and gray that are like the same, um, which I didn't register for, but it's worked out really nicely because we have bins for everything. We have a bin in the living room of toys. We have a bin in his room. Um, like I said, we had we have the two under the bed. We have one that has all of his little toiletry things in it we have one that has um what else do we have I don't know we have a lot of bins and it's really great and it's nice because they look cute like they're like the little woven basket type bins um it looks nice it doesn't look like you know it's not like a plastic bin it's just like a little nice bin for you to put things in um but it also is like super functional it has handles um and it's just an open little basket situation so it works out great um pacifiers oh I just wanted to talk about the pacifiers because we've had a time um he didn't like any pacifiers we had all these different kinds and he didn't like any of them and then I struggled because I was like I he needs to take a pacifier like he needs to self-soothe he was like not great at self-soothing and I was like he needs to do this and so I finally after we tried so many I finally found the Tommy Tippy um it's like close to breast or something I don't know closer to bear or something I don't know um and it is very similar he does the Komotomo bottles and the the shape of the Tommy Chippy pacifier is very similar to the Komotomo bottles and they have been what worked so that has been great um and we have I don't know we had like I don't know six of them or something and that was working except um I was finding that I was becoming a little anxious. I was getting a little OCD about the 
pacifiers and I say that not just to be hyperbolic and use OCD out of context like I literally it's called um what was it called it's called something it's something oh my gosh what is it called I forgot what it's called um it's some sort of OCD it's like a form of OCD it is called um OCD um need for control what is this um what is it called need for control name no i can't find it it was it was like okay well i'm not going to be able to find it but it was this it was a certain kind of ocd where you you need to be able to control the situation and like you need um it like makes you anxious um to not have it organized in a way like I don't fuck I'm not saying this right anyway I was finding that I was having issues my husband tends to lose things and that's totally fine but it was making me anxious and like he's like oh I lost my wallet oh I lost my my debit card oh I lost my keys oh I lost my my fucking iPod headphones like all these things he loses everything and I'm like freaking out like we went to the fucking science center we went to the fucking this busy ass science center and it was so weird because we ended up um we went to go see Top Gun that night and that was it was at the science center for whatever reason um the theater that we went to and so it just ended up working out but we went to the science center and then we left Thomas at home with my mom and then we went back to the science center for the movie and his wallet ended up being there and we found it after the movie because he lost it when we were watching something in the planetarium and I was like are you fucking kidding me your life is a movie anyway um I was getting really anxious about losing things um he had like a binky in certain places like one in my bag one in his bag one in his bed one in like whatever and like if those weren't in those places I was getting really anxious and um it was making me like really uncomfortable um he has these little wooden balls that go in this little toy drop thing and there are three of them and those were getting lost um they were rolling under the couch or under the bed or wherever and I ended up buying more balls and that helped I still there's still one to this day that I cannot find I don't know where it went I don't know what happened to it and it pisses me off um but now we have a bunch of balls and they can go all over the place I do try to keep them all together and I do pay attention to what colors are missing but I kind of try to leave it alone um but I was finding that I was getting really, I was, it was not, I was not okay. I was getting, I was getting to a point where I was like, um, like, I don't know, like almost making him anxious because he didn't, like, because of the password, like I was making him anxious. I was like getting a little crazy and a little crabby about it. Um, so I was like, I'm going to just buy more. Like, I'm just going to buy more. And it's not going to be a problem. And so now it was it was like I put a couple in his bed and I made Tommy put like a different amount in my nightstand and his nightstand in like the drawer. And like I was like I don't want to know how many are in each place. I don't want to know like whatever. And it's really, really helped. Um, and 
it is, I, I still am a little anxious about it. Um, and I try to make sure that there's like a handful of them in his bed. I try to make sure that there are four and I put one in each corner and then he can get them in the middle of the night. Um, the problem with that is it has definitely solved my issues. Um, I don't think I've been freaking out about anything lately. Like I've calmed down and I'm not like a freak about where anything is, honestly. Um, the problem is, is that now there are passies all over our house and he now always wants a passy. So I kind of created a monster in that. But anyways, things happen and you just keep on moving. Um, also, I want to recommend that um, we got a lot of bibs when we had, you know, baby showers, whatever. Every fucking thing comes with a bib, I feel like. So we got a lot of bibs and I just kept the ones that I wanted and the ones that I didn't think that we would use. I sent to our family and they use it for their baby and whatever. Um, but I'm finding now that some of the bibs, I don't think it's that important to have like a preference for like what kind of bib or whatever. Um, but definitely bibs that have buttons are not quite as like easy breezy to use but now at this stage like just like when he's having meals those are the ones that I kind of gravitate to because a lot of times the ones that have the velcro are worn and like the velcro from being washed and stuff like that it's not as sticky or it's not as like whatever and so like those I've noticed have been falling off and so it's to a point where I would probably get rid of those and stop using those but like and we have probably enough bibs for me to do that. But I know he's going to probably need bibs for a while still. So I don't want to get rid of them. So we're just dealing with it. But I, it's it's kind of to a point where I would recommend like only getting bibs that have snaps. Which is not exactly ideal when they're a little bit younger. So then like you kind of don't want to do that. Or my recommendation is hold on to the bibs because you'll probably use them in the future. Um, or just they get really dirty and beat up and maybe you want to switch them out. Same thing with washcloths probably. Like we, I'm glad I ended up keeping, I got rid of a lot of washcloths. Like I passed on a lot of those because we got a lot of them. But I am glad I ended up keeping the amount that I did because half of them we use for baths and half of them I use to like wipe his face and stuff when he's done eating. So definitely like extra things like that, like maybe just if you can, if you have the space to put them away, just do it because potentially you will use them in the future. Um, I really love my favorite bibs and I don't even know what they are. I really, I don't even know what they are. Um, but we got one we got for his baptism for my mom and then one we got from like a craft sale in our neighborhood or whatever. Um, but there are these big, thick, they're like um, a thicker, a little bit thicker material. They're like a nice, I don't know, material, whatever. And they just cover more. They're just like bigger and they just cover more. I don't like those big ones that like you have to put their, like that have sleeves. And I don't like the plastic ones. I don't like the ones that catch food. I don't, I don't like those. I don't know why. I just don't like them. I think they're harder to clean. I think I don't like touching disgusting things. Um, so I just like regular cloth bibs, but these are just like, they're more rectangular and they're a little bit bigger. They cover a little bit more surface area. So those are the ones I grab whenever he has like spaghetti or something like really messy or like berries, things like that. 
Um, those are like my preferred bib. If I could go back in time and only have those, those would be what I would have. But like those are definitely only I recommend for eating. They're not what I would recommend for bottles. For bottles, I tried to use only ones that were soft. Um, some of them are a little scratchy. Some of them are more like they have like a plastic piece that goes in the middle of them and things like that. I don't know. Um, this is a lot about bibs. But anyway, I just recommend holding on to extra things if you can. Okay, now I'm going to try to super fast go through products and then I want to talk about Babylid Winnie. So products, I really, really recommend. Um, we got the Up Baby line for his car seat, stroller, whatever. I still really recommend them. I think they're sturdy. I think they're good quality. I think they're worth every penny. I feel very happy with our choice. They're very, very, very expensive. So I fully understand like if you don't want to spend money on you know, whatever, you can get the same thing in another whatever. But I personally feel like a lot of the expense is in the quality and the safety and the ease of use. And I really feel like his, um, the Mesa car seat is really easy to use, like the pumpkin seat. Um, it's really easy to clean, which I don't feel like is always the case with car seats. I was able to take the whole thing off and throw it in the washing machine and it was really easily done. Um, I don't think it's super heavy. I think it's fairly light. I can carry him no problem in it. I think it's been really great. The base is super easy to install, which I think honestly all bases are pretty easy to install, but the base is really easy to install. And I just think it's really great. It clicks into the stroller, which I really like. We also got the, it has like an attachment that you can use that's like for, you know, like toddlers, like bigger kids or whatever in the stroller. And we really like that as well. The stroller is really functional. It's really easy to use. It's like a one and done sort of open and close. There's no like complicated features on there. So I really recommend the Up Baby. That was like the one thing I was adamant on spending money on. I really, really love that. And I had a very, I've like, we've had a very pleasant time. We are going to, this week actually, we're going to switch his car seat. And I'm so excited and I'm so nervous. But I think that he'll like that even more. He's been better in the car because he can kind of understand what's going on. And he's just like kind of talking and babbling. And he likes to look at me in the mirror and we just like talk and whatever. But um, I'm curious to see if sitting a little bit more upright and not sitting in his like, you know, baby seat if he's like more excited about that. So everybody was like, how long until you can flip him around? Because they were like, maybe if you can flip him around. And I was like, not until he's like two at the least. Like, leave me alone. Um, another thing is the Four Moms Play Yard. I talked about this before, but I was adamant that we did not need a bassinet. I knew I wanted him to be in there no more than four months, which he wasn't because he was in our bed. But um, I just don't feel like an, a bassinet is really – super warranted a lot of the times it goes right out the window and you don't end up using it um and you know even if you do end up using it you, you're not using it for long enough to warrant having it in my opinion um so the four moms play yard is a pack and play that also has a bassinet that goes on top and it also has a changing pad and that was really nice um it worked perfectly for our needs um i would not change a single thing about that it was very nice in the beginning um, when he was sleeping in the bassinet it was perfect for him it's the perfect little size bassinet it worked out great um, the little diaper changing thing flips on which was really nice because we were at my mom's and so we didn't need to have a changing pad upstairs and downstairs we just had his little changing thing that goes on the bassinet and 
that was really nice as well um the play yard is so nice it is like one button in the middle that you press to set it up and one button that you pull to take it out and it's it folds around itself and it is easy to transport and it's just really nice my husband said he wishes there were like backpack straps because it would be easier to carry that way um it's a little awkward to carry and he's like i'm the one that's carrying it so this is my opinion but um it's really really nice it's I think it's like on the more expensive side for a pack and play but it also comes with like the bassinet and things and I definitely think it's worth the money I think for the ease of use and for just like the it's sleek I like it it's great I you know whatever um we also I broke it <laughs> I broke ours like right at a year of us having it I broke it and I literally I'm short I'm too short to like even try to do the button really honestly and I was like trying to just sit on the floor and lean over and do it and I snapped a bar and they ended up sending me a brand new one like they were so nice they were so helpful they were so fast like she was getting back to me faster than I could even get back to her when I was messaging them about it um and I was like I was like I'm willing to buy like another part for it like I don't know what to do and they were like we'll just send you a new one and it was really really nice and their customer service is great so another like thing about them that I really recommend like I really really love the pack and play I really love the pack and play I really like the water mat we just got a water mat from Amazon but I think you know it's even now he's almost one and it's still something that he enjoys we got a stroller fan which I think is really important he sweats really bad in the car especially um and you know I feel like my car is a little bit older it doesn't like regulate the temperature very well in the summer and so that was something that we used a lot in the summer whenever we went somewhere I didn't feel like bad that he was out in the heat like just like blasted the fan at him and it also helps him sleep in the car sometimes like the white noise sound of the stroller fan um was really helpful so I definitely recommend that um you're not supposed to put anything in the car that doesn't come with the car seat so like car mirrors you're not supposed to put in um things dangling from their car seat you're not supposed to put in you're not like to strap the fan on the car like you're not supposed to do that but like those are things that help babies crying in the car so it's a risk that I am taking but it's definitely not it's not a safe thing to do, but it's, you know, choose your own adventure. Um, if it doesn't come with the car seat, it's not meant to be on the car seat. So just keep that in mind. But we definitely use the stroller fan on the stroller and on the car seat um, whenever the need arises. As far as toys go, we got him a this little gym situation. This, it's like a climbing gym. I don't know what it's called. I don't know who it's from. You can look on Etsy. We got ours from Etsy it's great it's wood I love it um it has he has two little cubes that are um like tunnels you can put them together um he has this like little ramp that has like a rock climbing like wall the other side is like a slide and you can just change up how it goes and it's been really great and he really loves it he's like super active so it's been you know like a really good thing and like it'll it's something that will grow it's sustainable um he can use it for quite a while and um we just we got kitchen chairs and the boys turned 
the box into a fort and they really liked it. So I wanted something for him that was fort-like, that was like a little house situation. Um, but all of the little tents and things are very like flimsy and this is something super sturdy. So um, no regrets about that at all. We really love having it. Um, he has this ball drop that I mentioned with the wooden balls. He loves these wooden balls. This child loves balls in general. He is obsessed with balls period. He loves balls. He is such a dude. Um, but he really loves the wooden balls. He really liked crawling around with those in his hand and they're just like a great size when they're really little. Um, so he has this ball drop that is a dupe for Love Every. I wholeheartedly think that Love Every is great, but I'm not going to pay Love Every prices and I don't need everything that comes in the kits. So if there are things that you see on Love Every's website, toys and specific things, I definitely recommend just looking on Amazon because it's probably cheaper if you're not interested in the whole kit. It's probably cheaper just to get a piece on Amazon. We have this ball drop that Amazon or that Love Every has. We also have a coin sorter that we got. It's like wooden coins that you drop in, which he hasn't fully understood yet, but he likes opening doors and like drawers in our nightstand and things. And this is like opening a little door situation. Um, so I think he'll like this eventually. And then we also have one of those little, I don't know, like tummy time kaleidoscope little things that you like spin. Um, we have one of those also just from like Amazon or whatever. Um, but I recommend, you know, if you're not set on getting the whole love every kit, then I would just pick out the little things that you want and then get them from Amazon or somewhere else because they're the same damn thing. And honestly, they're the same thing. Anyway, um, we have these soccer nets for him because like I said, he's obsessed with balls. We have like 17 soccer balls. Um, and we got these soccer nets for him. And my husband said that people should know about this little life hack. So he has a walker. He got a wooden walker from my mom and it's been great. Um, it was a little difficult for him when he was not as good at it. Um, now he's walking without it. So it's not a problem, but, um, it's difficult to turn the wheels and things and it's heavy. So he would fall over it or the weight would fall on top of him. Um, but he, when we got these soccer nets was using them as walkers, obviously babies push anything around furniture, baskets, whatever, but these soccer nets are very lightweight. So he could push it across the floor without, you know, if it fell over on him, it wasn't going to hurt him. If he fell over it, it wasn't really going to hurt. Um, so, you know, just an FYI, if you want to get, these are Franklin soccer nets. They're white and black. Um, they're from Amazon. So if you, uh, want to get soccer nets, they're really great little walkers for your child. Um, and then we also have the Skip Hop Activity Center. This is the only activity center I've seen that is recommended by like physical therapists and things on TikTok. So the doctors of TikTok have spoken. Um, but I think it's really great. Um, it was really nice for him when he was younger. He would go in it and he would play and whatever. Um, and then now he really likes it. We just moved it to his room and he likes, he really likes the piano that it plays the music that it plays it's like pretty much his only musical toy that he has we do not have musical toys we are very like fake Montessori in this house where we have a lot of wood and sad beige toys for our baby um 
but the activity center it has a little piano on it that plays music and it doesn't have a volume control it only plays it at one volume and the volume is low which I appreciate um and then anyways you can also so you can you have them sit in it or obviously it's something they can stand at and they can play and then at one point you can move it up and you can put the bottom where they were standing you can put that on the top and just turn it into a table which I think is really nice so I think it is also sustainable it's something that we can use for a while I was pretty dead set on him having a table in the future um, probably from like Pottery Barn or Crate and Barrel or something and having you know a fancy little table but it's white and gray so it goes with his room and whatever so this will just be what we use. We'll just buy chairs for it and he'll have like a little table he can do like arts and crafts at. And it's great that it's something he was using as a baby that he'll be able to use when he is a kid. So I think that's great. Um, and I also really like that it's not something that they have to stand on the ground. It's it's built so there's a platform for their little feet to go on um, based on how big they are. You lower it down and down and down, but it's never that they're standing um, on the ground and it's like good for their posture and things that they're standing on the platform. So we really enjoy that. And I think you get a lot of use out of that. I still sometimes put it, put him in there when I need to take a shower in the day. Um, he doesn't like to be left alone very long. <laughs> so I take really fast showers. So sometimes I will put him in that and he will just kind of hang out and whatever. Um, but he doesn't go in it really very much anymore. It's mostly he just likes to play with the piano and the things that are on the sides. Um, but that's fine too. Okay, almost done. Um, so we don't use the Nose Frida nose sucker thing, but we do have the Nose Frida saline mist, and I think it's fantastic. You just literally go, and you like squirt it in each nostril versus dropping drops in. The drops are a little bit, not harder. They're not hard to do, but I just feel like the mist is just really super easy and he doesn't mind it because it's kind of like a funny it's kind of like a funny sound and it kind of is like a funny feeling versus the drops I think he I don't know he still feels like he's getting waterboarded I think but I just feel like the mist is a lot easier to use um and I know that it works it breaks down the mucus pretty well so we really like that and then also um he like I said he has like a little bit of eczema um, I have really shitty skin, so that is not surprising at all to me. He uses the, like, Aveeno baby bath, whatever, um, which I didn't know that Johnson & Johnson was their parent company, and I probably wouldn't have gotten that if I would have known that, but um, he has not had any issues with the Aveeno, with the baby wash. It's, like, I think it's, like, the oatmeal kind. He hasn't had any issues with that, but I started noticing that he was – not doing great with the lotion, the Aveeno lotion. Um, so I did a bunch of research on baby eczema lotions and I got him Eucerin and that didn't work. I got him um, some fancy schmancy beeswax something or other. Um, that didn't work. I got him some, I got him something else. Uh, I asked the doctor. The doctor said to get him Aquaphor, so I got him Aquaphor. That didn't work. Aquaphor is the only thing I felt that hydrated his skin, but Aquaphor still, he had like bumpy textured skin. And then um, I ended up getting Tubby Todd, and Tubby Todd is the only thing that makes his skin not have the textured, bumpy, acne, like eczema looking 
skin. Um, I do feel like the Tubby Todd dries his skin out. So it's almost like a chapstick situation where like the more you use it, the more you need it. But I'm willing to deal with that. And that also could be a product of us not putting on after his bath, which maybe eventually we will switch and do it that way. But I bought the little sample size while I was trying all of these. And I was like, holy shit. This is like the only thing that works, of course. And it's the most expensive. So I ended up, we went through the whole bottle, which I feel like is a testament. Whenever you finish something, that's like a testament that you're actually using it. So we went through the whole like small jar of it. And so I bought the big jar and we use it pretty much every day. Um, and that I just feel like is what works best on his skin, unfortunately. The fucking expensive ass fucking fancy ass lotion. Um, but I really like Tubby Todd. I, I just wish it weren't so expensive, but it's good. So I guess that's why. Um, and we bought the Tubby Todd bath, um, well, bubble bath stuff. And he hasn't had any problems with that. And like I said, he hasn't had any issues with his, um, bath stuff, but I think when that runs out, I'll probably end up buying the Tubby Todd bath stuff and we'll just make a complete switch and that'll just be what we use. And I'm fine with that. You got to take a bath, you know, and he likes taking baths. So, um, you know, it's what we have to do. Then that's what we have to do. And, you know, it's fine. I, you know, I have things that I use. Tommy has things that he uses. And it's not like we all use the same anyway. So it doesn't matter. We only have one kid. We can buy, you know, the fancy bath stuff if we have to so yeah I really recommend it and I had um I was out with some other people and they were talking about how they had to get this super fancy lotion because their baby had eczema and nothing else worked and I was like what was it and she was like Tommy Todd and I was like Tommy Todd and I was like me too so um yeah it's just like it is what it is it works and you know we're here for that so and then as far as like food eating things go, um, we have the Ikea high chair. Highly recommend. Some people hate on it. I highly recommend it. It's so easy to clean. It's all plastic parts. It's so fucking easy. Um, and it's like $20 and you really can't beat that. So we have the, you can buy a foot plate attachment, which is better for their posture. They don't have dangling legs. Um, and you can buy like a little cushion that Ikea sells that is support for their back and then we just got like I don't know cheap things off of Amazon to cover it like cheap covers the zippers both broke on the covers but I just like throw the cover over it and call it a day and it doesn't matter that the zipper is not zipped um and that has been great I can't like I cannot tell you how easy it is to clean like I've used a lot of high chairs in my day and it's really nice to clean it's the equivalent of the little plastic blue chairs that you use in like a preschool or daycare like the blue chairs with the three grates and the gray legs you know what I'm talking about it's like that it's just all plastic you just wipe it down and it's clean it's just really nice um and there's no like secret weird compartments or anything like that like it's just really nice the only thing is it's a bitch to take off and the first time like almost the first time I think it was the first time we used it I broke it um and then we got one for my mom's house because we go and have dinner over there sometimes and I just broke the other one on purpose intentionally because they're like little hacks for how you can get it off nicely um but a lot of those hacks involve you just breaking it so we've broken on purpose 
and on accident both of the high chairs but it is like you break one of the tabs on one of the sides so that you can lift that side off and that's how you get it off so that's like my only critique of it I know that the baby in Vermont that used it um I know she had it but I think she was just small so it was just able to slip her out of it I guess I guess I never took the top off I don't know I don't remember but um that's not great and so Ikea probably needs to work on that but it's Ikea and it's cheap it's the antelope pie chair if I didn't say that before so that's what I recommend it's been great and you know it's probably not great that it's like a little lopsided because this thing is like broken but it has not caused us any problems and it's not noticeable unless you know so I am aware that it's broken but nobody else is so it's fine I also recommend a Roomba um, and dogs we make a big ass mess whenever we eat and it goes everywhere and the Roomba has been really good about picking up what the dogs can't get and I just highly recommend a Roomba we run it multiple times a day um utensils I recommend utensils for every meal I'll talk about this probably with baby blood weaning in general but um I think we use like bumpkins or something for a little while and those are really good because the end is flat and so if there's anything you need to mash you can like mash it up really easily like a muddler and then um we had the Ryan and Rose which had like a spoon and a fork on either side I think that those are just great for the beginning just because they are like long and they're awkward and they're silicone and so they're kind of just good for them to play with and have like texture I don't think they're good for scooping or anything like I need to get rid of them actually I don't know why we still have them um we don't use them anymore and then I think the brand is like panda or something on amazon but we have these they're like silicone utensils and then they have a metal spoon and fork on the end like one has a spoon, one has a fork, um, and they come in like two packs or four packs or whatever. Those are exclusively what we use now because they have actual real ends on them and he can scoop and poke things. And he's getting to the point where he can do that. So those are pretty much all we use now. Um, and I like them because they're kid friendly, they're silicone, they're small, so he can grab them. He could use a regular fork and spoon probably at this point, but I like that these are small, so we have a, a decent amount of these. And um, I think they're Panda brand, but literally just Google utensils and they're easy to find. And then just cups in general. We have like the Easy Peasy Mini, the like the teeny tiny, it's so cute how small these cups are. Like they're like teeny tiny open cups. Those are really good when you're first getting them to drink water or milk or whatever you need to get them to drink out of it because they're small so you're just putting like little amounts in um, and it's good for them to do their hands by themselves to get a drink out of um, and we have uh, I think it's like mushy brand we have like a little silicone cup that comes with a straw and those are really good those are really small as well and those are really cute um but we also have like my husband randomly when he was at the grocery store saw this like woodland sippy cup that's meant for like toddlers so he bought it and so we use that um we also have we randomly on a whim from like the dollar section i bought this little like look milk cup looking thing it's like shaped like a milk bottle and it has like a striped straw that goes down the middle um it's plastic and it I'm surprised that it's lasted this many washes in the dishwasher, honestly. I thought it was going to be like a one-and-done sort of thing, but 
he likes to drink out of that. Um, I bought him a Simply Modern, like a small kids one because it's like Mickey Mouse print. Um, so he has all different kinds of cups, but I recommend different kinds of cups. He has the 360 cups that we use like with his diaper bag. I take it to work with me. It's like what we go out with um, because it doesn't spill as easily. And he can drink out of any of them. He can drink out of a straw, out of an open cup, out of a sippy cup. Like he can drink out of any of them. And I highly recommend just like really mixing it up and there being no rhyme or reason because that has been really helpful for us. Okay, so I think I've been talking for too long and I need to stop. But I need to talk about baby led weaning because this is the hill that I'm going to die on as a mom. And this is my mom like crusade I think you you pick a thing when you're a mom and that's like what you feel very strongly about and this is mine um I thought that it would maybe be something else I don't know um but this is just like where we're at so um how many times can I say um so I have always done baby led weaning with the babies that I have taken care of. Even back when I worked in a preschool, I didn't know that's what I was doing at the time, but we were just like introducing them to foods when they were young. I remember at one point we had like four kids that were eating foods and the cafeteria lady had a fit because she was like, you shouldn't have this many babies eating food. And we were like, okay, well they are. So are you not going to feed them? Like, are you not going to give them a lunch? Like just do it and then she wanted to like throw a fit about like the portion size for a baby which like fair but most of this is going to end up on the floor so like I need more than their portion size you know what I mean like I need more so I've been doing this with every kid that I've had like every baby that I've had I've done this um but this is the first time that I really know what I'm doing and so I honestly feel bad for these babies that I was like not really giving them safe tips and things with um I wasn't doing safe practices I guess with them and whatever but this is like the most knowledgeable that I've ever been about this and so I feel very strongly about it um but I knew that I wanted to do it with him and with other babies I've always done um because their parents also had provided like pouches and um baby food and things like that so I've always done like kind of a combination but with him I felt very strongly oh my god Jameson farted again I've always felt very strongly that um or I felt very strongly that I wanted to just strictly do baby led weaning. Like from the beginning, no baby food, no purees, no baby cereal, nothing. Like we're just going to do it. Um, And so we went balls to the wall. We were like, let's do this. So we actually, when we were on vacation, when he was about two to three months old, we let him um, chew on a pineapple core and we let him chew on pita bread when we were out. It was like a cracker or something. It was really hard. Um, he was teething and so we were like fuck it like let's just let him you know whatever and he was totally fine like he just munched on it didn't have a care in the world whatever didn't know what was going on Um, and then the signs for readiness some of the signs include like being able to sit up all the way um, being able to hold their head up super well um, being able to crawl is one of them being able to um I don't know, just there's different things. And one of them, or and also interest in food. And he was super interested in food. Like whenever we had food, he would like wanted to have it. Like he was very interested in food. Um, and so he was meeting all of these things. He started crawling at the end of four months. He started crawling at the end of four months. He started walking at the end of nine months. So he just like physically has been very 
fast. Like he, his motor development has been very early. Like four months for crawling is pretty early. Nine months for walking is pretty early. He's not setting any records. Um, and it doesn't matter for shit other than he's like more interesting and entertaining for us because he's doing things and we're not just like sitting watching him lay on a mat or anything. But, you know, he's definitely he's definitely been more mobile he's more physically advanced he's more he he's been able to do things from an early age so he was doing these things at four months and so we were like fuck it so at the end of four months you're typically the starting is around six months it depends on the baby and some babies are ready before then and some babies are not ready until after then he was definitely ready he was into all of it so at the end of four months we started him on food we gave him Um, I think like the first thing he really had was broccoli. He had like a broccoli thing and he just sucked on it. He just really sucked on it. Um, we gave him like a cucumber spear. We gave him a pineapple. We gave him a big strawberry. We gave him an egg. We gave him, we just gave him different things. So the thing about baby led weaning, solid starts is like a great resource. Like I use them like consistently the whole time. Like they were super helpful and that was pretty much what I followed. Um, we, I learned that you're supposed to do bigger things. Bigger is better because your baby doesn't understand their mouth. They don't know what's like going on in their mouth. Um, and they don't know what they can have. So even when you start a baby on baby foods, they spit it out, they make faces and they choke, they gag. They do that with baby food or with regular food. So when you have something like in your mouth, if you have like something stuck in your tooth or something, you can like take your tongue and move it because you know where that is in your mouth because you have a mental map of your mouth. Babies don't have that. So that's, that's something that even before we started food is that we bought him different teethers that were textured. He has like all these different kinds of teethers that are just weird shapes and textures and things because that helps make a mental map a mental map of their mouth that helps them to like figure out where to put where certain things are and whatever and figures how far back they can put something in what size they can put in their mouth and whatever um so when you're starting them out on food you want to give them big pieces of stuff you give them things that are too big for them to choke on you give them things that they can't possibly get all the way back down into their throat because it's too big but it's just they can just feel the texture they can feel it in the space of their mouth if you give them a strawberry that is like too big for their mouth. They're obviously not going to be able to swallow that strawberry, but they are going to be able to feel that strawberry all the way around their mouth. And they're going to feel like where their tongue is and where their cheeks are. And they're going to be able to feel their mouth because it's so big. And so we just gave him big portions of things and just let him go. And the other thing is, is that you can give them multiple things. Like you don't have to wait three days between trying things. You can give them something new every single day. Um, the only thing I was anxious about was allergens. You're supposed to introduce allergens early because it helps prevent allergies. So like peanut butter, fish, um, eggs, dairy, all of those things. Like we introduced very early on. Um, and those days made me a little anxious because I was like, oh my God, I don't know. Um, but he has been fine with all of them. Um, you just pay attention and you just watch your child and you just see how they react to things and you just keep, you know, keep it in mind. Um, but he thankfully has not had any allergies to anything and, um, we have not had to adjust anything based on that. 
Um, but we just, every single day, we just try to give them something new. And this is something that I will say, it is a lot of work. And this is something that has been a lot of work on me. And it's been a lot of work on my husband. And um, it is a lot. Because it is, you have to give your child such a variety. And like a big thing for me is like, it doesn't, obviously he's going to eat food. You know, like obviously he's going to eat food eventually. So it's not like we're trying to do something like, oh my God, well, my kid was eating food when he was nine months old and he was eating full meat. I'm like, that's not what it is. It's that I am so picky. I am such a picky eater and this is supposed to help with picky eating and it's supposed to help with allergies and it's supposed to help with all these things. So why, like, there's no reason not to do it. Like your kid is going to eat anyway. So why not just give them food versus giving them baby food? You know what I mean? Um, I fully understand that people get anxious and it makes them scared and they don't want to do it because they gag and they choke and they don't. That scares them. I fully understand that. And if that's the reason why you want to bow out of this, like, I don't, I do not shame anyone. Like, if if you don't want to do it for that reason, like, I mean, if you don't want to do it for another reason, I would love to know why. But if it's just scary and you can't handle it, like, that's totally fair. That's totally valid. My husband was the same way. He was, like, not on board. He was, like, he was on board, but he was just, like, not. He's, like, Sam, he's, like, don't kill my kid. He's, like, what? what? He's choking. He's gagging. What are we doing? Da, da, da. Um, so I totally understand that's totally fair. It is scary. It is hard. And it is time-consuming. So if that is the reason why you can't do it, that is totally valid. And I understand. And I don't judge you. And you do what you need to do for you and your family. And that's what's best. Um, but... I just think like it is, it's it's a lot of fucking work. It is a lot of just like I, so the Salad Starts app has all of the food listed out and that is really helpful, but I was not about to pay for their app to use it the way that they have designed, but you can go through their app and they have all of these foods listed out and then you can just mark each one that you've tried. So what I did was I went through the app and I just wrote down every single food on that list and then I just check off every single time that he eats one of those foods. And so I just literally, I would be like, okay, Tommy's going to the grocery store. I start, I think we we predominantly started with like fruits and vegetables, but like also we didn't start with fruits and vegetables. I think I just like went through the list and I picked a vegetable and I picked a fruit and I picked a meat and I picked a whatever and then Tommy would buy them and prepare them or we would give it to him whole or whatever and we would just go that way and we just steadily have gone down the line and now there's this thing called it's like 101 before one or something and it's like for your kid to have like 101 foods before they're one and Thomas hit that I want to say when he was probably like nine or ten months um I think we're at like 150 170 we're somewhere I don't know somewhere in that range of how many foods he's tried and it is awesome. Um, like I said, I'm super picky, so it's really important to me that he likes food. Tommy really likes food. Tommy is like somebody that can eat anything, anywhere, anytime, and I am not. Um, we keep getting invited, or not invited, but like sort of invited to these like dinners and things. Um, and I'm paranoid that we're gonna go and I'm not gonna be able to eat because I don't eat things that other people make, and I don't eat at certain restaurants and I don't eat in certain countries and I am really picky and it's really hard and it's really debilitating and it's really embarrassing and I don't want that for him. I want him to just love food the way that Tommy does and I want him to be excited about food and I want him to eat and be happy and I don't want him to be picky and if he grows up and he only wants to eat chicken fingers then that's fine. He'll eat chicken fingers and we'll cater to that and you know whatever. 
it'll be really disappointing for Tommy. But at the end of the day, like, if that's what you like and that's what, you know, like, whatever, like, we'll figure it out. But we're going to try to make sure that he isn't picky like I am and that he eats things because it's it's really a shitty way to live honestly like it's terrible and I know that and I still can't fix it and it's just like what it is but anyway um so uh he has been eating consistently since he was four months old and he is a fucking fantastic eater and it is really fucking great and it's really amazing and it's really just like it is the coolest it is like the coolest thing that he like it's the coolest thing that I've ever done honestly like and it makes me feel really good because Tommy's always like people are always like oh my god he's such a good eater and Tommy always gets so mad he's like no he's not a fucking good eater he's like she worked her ass off to make sure that he was like a good eater like it's it's not that he just like magically is a good eater it's that she fucking made it happen um and it is like and it's not, it's not like it's, it's not like it's like some super cool thing that like nobody can do. Like anybody can do it. And, and we're not even doing it like this, like to the degree that like other people do. I don't think like, I don't even think like we're like setting the trends here or whatever or doing it. But like we do put a lot of work into it every single week. My husband goes to the grocery store and I make him a list and I give him some weird ass things sometimes and he buys them and, and he makes them and I rotate them and I make sure that like he's not having the same thing every day and he's having something different and he's got enough variety on his plate and he's got options. Um, I always make sure that he has a utensil. I try to make sure pretty much every meal, whether or not he needed a utensil or not, I wanted him to have a utensil so he didn't have any pressure to eat. So if he had a piece of broccoli and he had a fork on his plate like if he wanted to completely ignore the broccoli and just play with the fork that was totally fine like I never wanted him to feel pressured to eat anything and so I think in doing that he's always had a a utensil on his plate he knows what to do with them now like he's scooping his food onto his fork or his spoon like he's stabbing his food with his fork like he is doing all those things and I feel like he started doing them before any other kid that I've ever had like I feel like he has caught on so much faster um, because he's just been doing them for so long and he understands that that's what he's supposed to do with them and he um what else was I going to say oh I also try to give him things two ways if he um is eating something um I try to uh he had what did he have he had asparagus um and I would cut it up into pieces obviously this is like per what is appropriate for them to be chewing but like at this point recently um this was like something that happened you know I don't know a couple weeks ago he had asparagus and so I gave him like two to like play with that were big and then I cut it up into pieces so if he wanted to like bite the big one if he wanted to eat the small ones like it was kind of up to him and like the biggest thing about it is like it's supposed to be no pressure like your asparagus is not better than your strawberries is not better than your chicken is not better than your rice like there's no like you don't put preferential treatment on anything like if one is not better than another um and you just really let them like go and do what they want to eat and eat how they want to eat um you're not supposed to really say like oh is that good is that yummy which obviously I do I do it constantly I I say is that good all the time I'm like oh my god is that yummy it's so good blah blah whatever but you're kind of not really supposed to put that emphasis on specific food um you're not supposed to get them to try to eat their broccoli you're not supposed to try to force that on them um you're supposed to more be like oh is that broccoli you know is 
is that broccoli green? Is that strawberry cold? Like you're supposed to do like those kinds of things versus, oh, is that, you know, is that good? Is that yummy? Whatever. That's a really hard habit to break. So I haven't really gotten there yet, but I don't do that with any specific food. I'm kind of just in general, you know, is that yummy? Because your dad slaved away to make it, so I better be. Um, but you're not supposed to put any preference on it. And that's something that even with Tommy, um, with my mom, with, you know, people close to us, I have to be like, back off. Like, don't say anything. It's, well, not really with Tommy. Tommy gets it. But, like, my mom constantly is like, oh, eat your, eat your peas. And I'm like, shut up. Back off. Don't say anything to him. Leave him alone. Um, because if he doesn't want to eat his peas, he doesn't use peas. That's fine. That's okay. Like, it is totally fine. Um. And it's supposed to be very low pressure. And there are some times where he is not really into it because he's crabby or he's tired or whatever. And he is like not really into whatever's on his plate. And so then, you know, I will give him something that I know, you know, he likes Cheerios or whatever. So if he's like not eating like the rice or the quinoa or whatever, like I'll throw his Cheerios into that and then by like osmosis because he's picking up a Cheerio, he also gets some of the rice or whatever. It's no big, no big whoop. Or, um, you know, he is really into goldfish right now. He and Tommy have really bonded over goldfish. And so he, if he sees the goldfish box, he kind of like screams and freaks out because he wants goldfish. And Tommy had the cabinet open. He was cooking dinner and he saw the goldfish. And so I'm like, fuck it. Like, you can have goldfish. I don't care. And so like I like threw a couple goldfish on his plate with the rest of his food. And like he had barely eaten his other food. He had eaten only a little of it. But like, okay, you know, sometimes you're like eating dinner and you just really, you know, you see a piece of candy and you just want the fucking piece of candy. I don't know. That's fucking normal. So I try not to make it a big thing. Like this was literally tonight that this happened. So I try not to make it a big thing. Like, if he wants something else, um, obviously I try not to let him, you know, show preferential treatment and, like, only want things that he doesn't have and whatever. And that's not a super common thing that happens. But if it does happen and he's just not vibing with what he's eating and he's just not super into it, like, I'll give him something else. And nine times out of ten, he eats all of his food anyway. Like, he, he ate his goldfish and he ate most of the rest of his food. Like, he did not just say fuck it I want more goldfish he like completely like he ate the goldfish and then moved on with his life so um I try to be like really chill about that I try to make sure that he has a very good variety of fruits and vegetables and meats and dairies and all the things and so far he's done really well there have been things that he clearly doesn't really love um he doesn't really enjoy but we keep trying and we keep offering and we keep you know, whatever. And if he consistently is like, "Mm, yeah, I don't really like this. And we try not to really give it to him. Um, but for the most part, it has just been so amazing to see him just fucking just crush this. Like this has been so awesome. And, um, it, it's just like really great. And I just really, I could go on and on and on about it, but I highly recommend if you do anything, if you take anything from this podcast at all, um, I really recommend you looking into baby led winning and solid starts. Like I said, is a really great reference. And I think that that has been really helpful for us. Um, we started out in the beginning, you can sort it by different things and I sorted it by nutrients. I wanted to make sure that he was getting really like good nutrients and we were giving him like, you know, things that were really good for him versus like, you know, things that don't really have a lot 
to them. Um, and so we were sorting, I was sorting it by nutrients and I tried to give him only the ones that had like really high, you know, nutritional value, whatever. I mean, based on this app, I don't know. I didn't do a ton of research. And I also tried to look up things that were high in iron and we were trying to give him those things as well. Um, and I sort of focused on the better for you things and then slowly moved on just down the line of fruits and vegetables and all the things. And he is just like such a good little kid. He just eats and he's really fun to take to restaurants because he just eats all of the food and we can just order whatever and it's never a big deal. Um, we can pretty much go anywhere and he can eat anything. We can go to someone's house and he can eat anything. Um, and it's been really great. We have never super put any issue on, um, like sweets and things like that. Um, he had ice cream when he was um, pretty little. We gave him like a bite of Tommy's ice cream or something. Um, and he's had, he found like a cookie in the pantry at work and I just was like, okay, fine. You can have it. Um, he has had, what, what else has he had? I don't know. He's had just like things here and there, but we're not super like, oh my God. Um, we are not, I don't know. Like I'm not a big snacker. Tommy's a big snacker, but usually it's like some healthy version of snacks. I mean, Tommy also really likes candy and things. So that's like a different situation, but Tommy also is the better eater of the two of us. So that's, you know, a fair trade in my opinion. Um, and then I'm not a super big snacker. I like, you know, fruit and like, you know, like a bar or something, um, whatever. But I think like for the most part, like, and we like to go out to dinner, but I think for the most part, like we eat at home. I'm really good at leftovers. So I'll eat leftovers all day. Um, Tommy does not like leftovers, but Tommy also will eat more than I will. So, I mean, I think on, on a whole, like we eat like decent, we're not like the most healthy in the world, but like we eat like pretty regular. Um, we have a pretty, you know, blase attitude about like snacks and foods and things like that and whatever. So, um, you know, I mean, he's had like, you know, he's had French fries before he's had goldfish, obviously. Um, he has had, you know, I don't know, whatever, but he's going to have like a cake on his birthday, things like that. Like we're not like, I don't know. It's just, it's important to me that he knows that it's just food and it's not serious. And, you know, um, your ice cream is not less than or more than your broccoli and it'll all be fine. And it's all like, it all matters. And there's a balance to everything. And that is what I'm hoping that we can teach him. And I think that he definitely, as of right now, I think that he definitely gets that because he eats such a large variety and is happy to eat, you know, he's just as happy to eat his peas as he is to eat his fish, as he is to eat his yogurt, as he is, like, he he doesn't have, you know, there are things that if he sees the packages that he's like, oh, okay, like, if he sees his yogurt melts or if he sees, you know, his Cheerios or if he sees berries when they're in the fridge, this child is obsessed with berries and the price of berries is just going to continue to go up. But, um, you know, if he sees certain things, he might want them over something else. If literally anyone has food, he wants them. Um, he wants whatever they're having and that has been a struggle because he wants to eat 24-7. Um, but, yeah, and so it's been very interesting. He has dropped bottles faster than any baby that I've ever had. 
he um, has eaten more food than any baby that I've ever had. He is definitely eating full meals. He's eating, like, the amount that, like, a toddler would eat. Like, he's definitely eating a lot of food. Um, but, yeah, it was – I went into a fucking spiral because somebody on Reddit was trying to tell me that he, he's supposed to be eating 24 ounces of milk and he's not – health like whatever and I was like freaking out a little bit about it and then I was like he's gonna be one in a couple weeks and you're telling me that between then and now he is supposed to be drinking 24 ounces and then magically when he turns 12 months he's supposed to drop completely like fuck off and then I should have just waited because literally the next day someone else on reddit was like my baby is taking in less and all these people were saying like, yeah, like, you know, if your baby's eating a lot of food, like they probably aren't going to want a lot of, and like, it, like it was just like all these people saying like, it's totally normal. And like their baby stopped drinking formula like two weeks before they turn one. And like their baby, you know, has been such a good eater that they just like need less and like whatever. And like, that's where we're at. Like Thomas just like really likes food and he's just like really into eating. And so there's not this need for like, him to have all these bottles and stuff there's just not so I mean something that we've something that is always stressed is like you're not supposed to switch them over to milk until they're one um that's more for their digestive system so we have um coconut milk is something that's okay for them it's just like on his list of foods or whatever so I thought it would be a good like you know, kind of practice milk sort of situation. And so I've been giving him some coconut milk at like breakfast and things like that. And he's like kind of into it. I gave him the other night and gave him some regular milk just to like kind of see how he felt about it. And he didn't really seem to like care one way or the other. So, you know, we'll see. Um, but you know, we're just going to slowly drop, drop off the bottles and move into milk and move on with our lives. And that's going to be what we do. But, um, I definitely, definitely recommend all the things baby led weaning. And if there's anything that I can help with, I will be happy to, if anybody has any questions, I will be happy to, I do not consider myself an expert at all. I just know what we've done and I've just been like knees deep in this for the last like seven months or so. So, um, eight months, I don't know how, I, I don't know how to do math, but, um, yeah, so it has just been, it's been very rewarding. Like people talk about parenting being rewarding and it is, but this has been more rewarding than just like general parenting. Okay, so hopefully this is not 1,700 years long, but I know it's still pretty long and I can tell because it hurts to talk because I've been talking for so long, so I need to be done with this. But anyways, I basically have a one-year-old and that feels really weird and really cool and all the things at the same time. Um, I am so happy that we have him and that he's mine and even though it doesn't feel like it, like that is the case. Um, and he is so loved and he is so special and I'm so like, I don't know. How do you say how much you love your kid? That just seems impossible. So yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's other things I could think of that are mom things. Oh, oh, the biggest thing, the biggest thing that I want to say, and like the most important thing is like literally 
do whatever the fuck you have to do. Like no one is with your baby at four o'clock in the morning in the trenches. Like no one is dealing with your kid refusing to nap or refusing a bottle or you know when they're sick and what like like you're the one that is dealing with that so do whatever works best for your kid and your family and fuck literally what anybody else says like it does not matter it doesn't matter it it does not matter obviously doctors are doctors for a reason and if they say something if they recommend something they're you know they're good people to follow but if your gut is telling you to do something different, then do something different. Obviously, all these books have been very helpful and have, you know, people have done studies and people have worked on things and whatever. And so obviously, like, there might be something that you can pull from a parenting book. But, like, ultimately, if that doesn't jive with what you're trying to do, then, like, don't do it. And obviously, if you're, like, trying to, like, you know, keep your kids in a compound all day and never let them see the sun then that's not what I'm talking about but I'm just talking about like you know if you just like decide that you want to feed your baby purees until they're two because that's what works for you like I don't recommend that but like if that's what you got to do then that's what you got to do if you got to sleep with your baby you know in the other room from one month on then do it if you need to sleep with your baby in your bed then do it if you need to you know um I don't know I, I don't know I'm just thinking of my own things but like just like it it is only it is only your family in this situation so do what works the best for you and you can take people's advice if that is helpful but ultimately like it it only matters like that you guys are doing what is best for you guys and that is all that I can say is like just literally do what works best for you and that's what like the Emily Oster book like read the Emily Oster book because she says like all of your parenting choices are like you taking the data plus you taking your family's constraints and your choice into consideration. So just like listen to all the data, all the facts, get everybody's everybody's opinion and then figure out what that means for your your family and that's like literally all you can do. And that's my biggest parenting tip and my second biggest parenting tip is to do baby led weaning. And that's all I got. So until next time, friends. Ciao.